With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. jams early in the morning you know that's what gets you going what's going on a lot on, of things everyone? will get you going in the morning baby Woo! <laughs> what's going on everybody welcome to the awesome.com nba strategy show sponsored by no house advantage i'm dave lochran on the twitters at lafay underscore d l-o-u-g-h-y underscore d i get a tweet more sometimes i just don't care and i hate social media josh but it's there and I think I need to use it more often. Maybe I don't. Maybe it keeps my sanity, the fact that sometimes I just back away because what a disgusting wasteland that can be. Anyway, Josh Engelman, at Josh Engelman on Twitter. What's going on, man? Speaking of disgusting wastelands, I'm here for you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you should tweet more, but just, you know, uh, keep it keep it on track for uh, DFS and you'll be all right. As long as you don't have to stray too far out of it, it won't be too bad. Build the brand a bit. I, I talk about, I got plenty of followers. It's not my problem. I, I, I talk about DFS all day long. Maybe I don't want to tweet about DFS all day. Well, then why do you think that anybody wants to read about your take on the Eagles or, I, I don't know, cigarettes, whatever, whatever else you do in your day-to-day life? I don't know. I have more followers than you, so I guess that's You do, me. but uh, I'm gaining on you, sir. Yeah, well, that's because I don't tweet. I know, I'm coming for you. Give me, I don't know, probably what, like a year? Ah, less than that. Yeah. Unless um, you start unless you start tweeting, give me six months. Okay. That's really not that impressive for someone that tweets. I don't tweet all that often. Uh, okay. I, that's new. Since the quarantine, I've started to care. All right, here here's the, the moon with my followers, baby. Here's the resolution. Follow me on Twitter. Don't let, do not let Josh take over. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna get back into it. I'm gonna dive back into it. Start tweeting again, and maybe even be mildly entertaining along the way. Anyway, how you doing this morning, man? I'm pretty good. Uh, it's gorgeous here today. It's gonna be like 65 and sunny today, tomorrow, and Thursday. So we got a three straight day stretch of fantastic weather. Unfortunately for me, a lot of work today up until the time that the sun likely sets. So I don't get to experience all of it, but uh, tomorrow I'm going to enjoy some sunlight. That's all that matters. Yep, me too. Finally getting the day in the 50s. We've gotten 40 inches of snow about in the past month. 40 inches of snow and none of it has melted. It's just brutal out here, man. Best investment, best purchase I've made in a long time was a snowblower over the summer. 
my Go best, out there. I, if it, this were the opposite, my best investment would have been the snow cleaning crew that I hired to get stuff <laughs> off of my property. <laughs> yeah, I suppose I could have, but it's different with me because I live, we, I live in a townhouse. So you don't like everybody goes out there at the same time, you know, and we start ripping back shots of Jameson and Jack and making a day of it, which could be worse, you know? And and like, you got to attack that kind of stuff as it's happening. I mean, sometimes you got to be clearing off sidewalks immediately. Otherwise you're creating a bigger problem for yourself later on. Like a big driveway or something. That's the, that's the kind of thing that I want somebody to just come in and get it. Exactly. And the biggest, here's the, here's the reason my wife, her due date is in four days. So she could have gone anytime in the past, like, month you got to be ready so when you're getting two feet of snow and you can't get out of the house that that becomes relatively problematic sure but anyway we got nine games to talk about here we're happy to have all of you guys with us as always hit that thumbs up hammer that thumbs up and subscribe to the channel if you haven't done so yet it's the easiest freest way to help support us so if you like the content and you think hey you know these guys at awesome they're doing something right I like what they put out every day. They always have content. Subscribe to the channel. And uh, I don't know, Josh, help us on that trek to 100,000 subscribers. We'll get there eventually. We certainly will. It'll be sooner rather than later at the rate that I push. Maybe if you tweet about it, it can go up a little bit faster. Absolutely. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe so. I don't know. We'll see. I feel like I have other things to do at times, but I don't know. It's yeah. it's a, it's it's a decision that will need to be made. I, Maybe maybe when when I'm in the delivery room and I need something to do, I'll just start start ripping off a, a tweet. Um, tweeting out some tweeting out some pics of what's going on. Oh no no no! Even I don't want to watch that. All right, so let's talk about Atlanta and Cleveland. Diving straight into this one, you've got the Atlanta uh, Hawks at the Cleveland Cavaliers. Atlanta seven and a half point favorites here. Sorry, seven point favorites. Two twenty seven and a half total in Cleveland. Just an overall bad Cleveland basketball team. But the Atlanta Hawks have been pretty disappointing themselves. They've got some good players, but really haven't been able to put together many good games recently, Josh. Um, But again, they're facing a Cleveland team that's just atrocious. So what are we doing with the Trey Youngs and the John Collins, who seems to be doing everything he can not to get money, and the Clint Capellas of this world? I think this is a pretty neutral spot. Uh, Kevin Herter picking up a little bit of ownership on DraftKings. He's in double digits. I actually do think that Kevin Herter is the best play on the Hawks on DK, but not to the extent that the ownership is there. After that, everything is sort of flat. Like Trey Young's at 10% and Capella's at 10 and Herter's at 10 on FanDuel and Reddish is at 10 and Gallo's at 10 and Capella's at 11 on DK and I think that all of those numbers look really reasonable. We've got five or six guys for the Hawks that play, you know, 26 to 36 minutes. And those are really the only guys you could look at, but because of we haven't really had any changes in their rotations in a while. So their prices are kind of flat. So everybody kind of just looks the same relative to their price tag. If I'm picking anybody out, on FanDuel, I, it's probably Cam Reddish at 4,500, although that doesn't really give me all that much confidence. I just kind of want to have multiple bites at the Atlanta Apple because I'm not really confident in it being any one specific guy. But Cleveland stinks so bad that I definitely want at least one guy. Yeah, I guess that's the problem, right? Because from an ownership standpoint, the Atlanta Hawks, and it feels like they've been accurately priced pretty much all the time. The the top-priced guys, specifically Trey Young, really don't get much attention at all uh, most nights, even in pretty decent matchups. 
I wonder if, if Trey Young starts coming down into that low 9K range, you're going to start seeing more out of him. But the truth is he's actually playing better lately. He's coming off a 69 DraftKings point game, which uh, in my recollection is the best we've seen from him in a while. Uh, maybe on the year, Josh, at least one of the, easily one of his best performances of the year by far. 1.33 FanDuel points per minute over the last 30 days. I mean, that's higher than my normal rates. He's been playing well. It's just, I don't know, like somehow it's just all that, not all that interesting. I don't, I don't know. You know what's weird about Trey Young is if you look at his, his uh, field goal attempts, you go, hmm, that's down from last year. Should I be worried about that? And then you look, this guy's getting to the line at an absurd clip. I mean, a like truly hardened. absurd clip. Last year, he got there at 9.3, 9.3 trips to the stripe per game. I thought that was a lot. He's at 10.3 free throw attempts per game. Monster number. So his, free, his field goal attempts are down a little bit, but his free throw attempts are up. Uh, I think overall it balances out for the most part. Uh, his his usage is still 32.5%, although it was 35% last year. So you're seeing some decline in numbers, but across the board, assist rate, rebound rate, steal rate, they're all identical to last season. So the upside, the ceiling is still very much intact. Yeah, and I, I fully anticipate having probably something in the neighborhood of 10% Trey Young, but I'll also probably have like 10% Capella and 10% Collins and 10% Kevin Herter. I don't have a guy that just stands out, so I, I want to cast a pretty wide net with the Hawks. Okay. Um, top option from them, even though you're casting a wide net, spreading it out a bit. FanDuel, Cam Reddish, DraftKings, Kevin Herter. Okay. So on Cleveland, it, we've actually been playing a lot of Cleveland lately, even though they've been bad. And with Drummond not playing, uh, with other injuries to, to Kevin Love remaining out, to Larry Nance remaining out, their front court has been battered. Jared Allen's coming off a very strong game, a 26-17 double-double. Darius Garland looked like he was going to crush me the other day and then came through huge late in that game with 21-8. and And then uh, Colin Sexton's been good as well. So while they are a bad team, they're not bad for fantasy purposes because who else is the ball going to go to? They still have to play. They still have to score. And J.D. Bickerstaff runs these guys out in blowouts, which a lot of other uh, coaches aren't going to do. Yeah, I look, Alan Sexton, Garland, Chetty. Those four guys all look pretty solid today. They're picking up a bunch of ownership as well. Colin Sexton, 25% owned on FanDuel right now. Uh, Garland at like roughly 18% on DK. I like, it, this is sort of like the Atlanta side though. I don't have one of them standing out considerably. Like I have Jared Allen, 13% to be in the optimal. Sexton at 16 and a half. That's the range for those four guys. So again, I, I'm looking to get like, 15% Allen, 15% Garland, 15% Chetty. I think Colin Sexton's going a little over-owned on FanDuel, but it's not something that I'm trying to get like actively away from because Atlanta's defense isn't very good. Like they're a good offensive team, but this is kind of a decent spot for Cleveland, all things considered. And with these guys playing upwards of 40 minutes, you know, Sexton and Garland at 36 is sort of a lock. Jared Allen will play as many as he can play, played 40 the last time out. I'm going to bet on the minutes. I might even get a share or two of Isaac Okoro, even though he is terrible from a fantasy perspective. This is a sneaky game that you want to have a lot of, but no one individual player. Right. Wow. 40 new followers in the last five minutes. Are you serious? No. (laughs) That would have been great, though. It really would have. We got a super chat, by the way, from Ben P. He says, these guys are the best in the biz. Had my best night ever last night, even though overtime in the Washington uh, LA game cost me a thousand dollars. Thanks for all you do. 
Well, thanks for watching, man. I appreciate that super chat. Yeah, you guys make paper. it so we can do this. Oh yeah, I mean it's it's all them. It's we have the best fans in the biz. Yeah, we do. I think we have the best content too. I'm not gonna lie. You know? Oh yeah. I, well, I mean, at least from a from a video perspective, I don't I don't even think that's really up for debate. Yeah. Plus. And our written content, not to say that our written content and our data isn't fantastic, but I mean, we have, we've really cornered the market here on video. Yeah. We, you know, we work awesome. hard to put out a good product at Awesome Up. Very Detroit true. Detroit and Orlando. I mean, hell, you're up doing 6.30 a.m. shows. What can I say? The grind is real, man. Pistons, three and a half point dogs, 210 and a half total in this one. Uh, I feel like, wasn't this the same matchup as last time? Yeah, it was. It was. It was. They're doing that, you know, trying to eliminate too much travel. That that game last time out finished one hundred five to ninety six. The game prior to that was one hundred nine ninety five against Memphis. Josh, one hundred five, one hundred two against Cleveland. One hundred eight, one hundred two against Boston. These have been some extraordinarily low scoring games for uh, Detroit Pistons. Uh, it's it's just gross. This is like, it's the it's the worst DFS game on the slate by a lot because of the total but even then well maybe not the word it, it's probably tied with the warriors and knicks um but there are still options here that we need to get to unfortunately because no ownership is coming into this pistons team yep and well let's just have this conversation now who starts at point guard for the detroit pistons today is it dennis smith jr who had the worst plus minus on the team the last time out and barely played or do they go to Saban Lee immediately, who played 30-plus minutes the last time out? Because if they do, Saban Lee is 3,200 on DraftKings, 5K on FanDuel. Saban Lee is one of the two only value plays that I see on DK right now. I'm going to assume he starts. They have no reason to start DSJ. They clearly had no problem going to Saban Lee from the beginning previous to this. If Saban Lee starts, he's going to be one of the best value plays on the slate today. I think if he doesn't start, he's going to be one of the best value plays. How about that? Yeah, certainly could be. There's no telling how many minutes Dennis Smith Jr. plays. He can play anywhere from 15 to 35. So here's what I'm thinking. You know what Eric Spolster does with Myers Leonard when he was starting him? Yeah. Where we'd play him in the first and the second quarter, or first and the third quarter, and then he wouldn't see the floor in the second or fourth quarter? Uh, I think you could see that, except with an even more limited rotation for Dennis Smith, because Leonard plays like 10 in the first and 10 in the third, it wouldn't shock me to see Dennis Smith still start and play like eight and eight or seven and seven, just based on how atrocious he was. It's almost exactly what he did last time. He came back out when they were down 14 points with only a few minutes remaining. He played the final minute of that game, but it, it sure feels like Lee has the upper hand here on a, first of all, rebuilding team. We know what we know what Dennis Smith Jr. is. So if Lee starts, you're pretty much just locking him in. Yeah. Even if no, he it, doesn't start, though, I still like him. And I might even like him a little bit more because will ownership be suppressed because of that? My my guess is, yes, it'll absolutely be suppressed. I think he'll still get ownership. But if, if he starts, he's going to be like 60% or something absurd, 50%. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a pretty big number. Uh, he stands out to me as the option you want to look at. And on FanDuel, you don't really have to care all that much. He's 5K. That's a price tag you're not really looking for. But on DraftKings, he's really difficult to avoid. I like Jeremy Grant, once again, because of the position, 7,600 on FanDuel. like him a little bit less on DK, but he's going under-owned. Happy to get a couple shares of Mason Plumley as per usual. 
A little bit of Josh Jackson should be fine on FanDuel as well. 5,100, he's 5,800 on DK. I don't think that's a great price, but really this is all going to come down to whether or not Saban Lee starts. And since it's a seven o'clock game, we will know this information. For sure. Super Chat's rolling in, man. We, these are the greatest people out there. Anthony Davis with another 50 banger, Josh. Hey, who supports us better? Who supports us more than Anthony Davis? Not the Anthony Davis. Maybe it is. I don't yeah. know. I mean, got, the way that he's throwing away on money, it seems like it might be. <laughs> and he's got some free time, right? Not playing right now. He yeah, says, I missed true. this combo. I feel like my A game is on when you're all together. Let's get it today. Appreciate you, man. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And uh, Tony Purcelli says, congrats on the baby, Loppy. Thanks, brother. I uh, appreciate all you guys at Awesome I Do and the community makes the game a lot more enjoyable. Well, that's what we want to do. Happy to have you guys, man. So outside of Lee, do you go back to Jeremy Grant? Do you go to Plumley? who I liked last game? He, he was disappointing, but he's come down to 6,700. Um, of course, it's a nine-game slate, and the center position is usually one of the deepest, but he had been playing 30-plus minutes. He is a easy plus-one-per-minute guy. And he's going up against Orlando. I don't know. Maybe matchup based. He only plays 28 minutes again. But I, I do think, like you said, it's not a great Pistons team. They play at a slow pace. This game should be low scoring. But it's not all. It's not as ugly as it looks on the surface for these guys, especially at their ownership. Yeah, I'd be happy to get a little bit of Mason Plumley. He's not really picking up any ownership, so he's a tournament play only. Um, sure. And Jeremy Grant is just permanently in play if he's going to play 36 minutes and be the usage leader on the team. It, he's just not a guy that you can get away from. There's just not much else here. I, I think the upside is really limited just because of how low this total is. Yep, fair enough. Uh, Mason Plumley's potential assists have been really, really impressive too. And yeah. now that Blake Griffin's off, I just think that as, as you mentioned, as a tournament play, strictly as a tournament play, there's a lot to like there because he is uh, he is actually very versatile and he can give you the rebounds, the assists, the blocks, the steals, and hopefully 10 or 12 points. So let's talk about Orlando on the other side of this one. Again, same matchup as they faced last time. Nikola Vucevic has crossed that 10K mark on DraftKings. Um, what are we doing with him? We can start there. Very little, I think, and it has really, it doesn't really have much to do with him, but 9,900 and 10-2 on a slate with Jokic and Embiid, I think the center position is just too loaded to get heavy. He's picking up 13% ownership on FanDuel. I would likely be significantly under that. I think he's getting a bit over-owned. He's not really picking up any ownership on DraftKings, and I agree with that. Only guy that's really chalky, we're doing this one again, Michael Carter-Williams. 32% 32% owned on FanDuel, 4,500. Uh, he's 5,500 on DK. So you don't have to go too crazy about value, but there's no value to be found on this slate right now. Zilch, not, it really doesn't exist on FanDuel. So I'm going straight back to Michael Carter-Williams, although if he really is in the 30s in ownership, I can actually get away a little bit. If you want any Terrence Ross on FanDuel, it's fine. I think Orlando is the worst team or maybe the second worst team on DraftKings today. Let me double check. Uh... Second worst team behind Golden State today. So on DK, I wouldn't worry about anything coming from Orlando. On FanDuel, you don't have a choice. You have to look at Michael Carter-Williams and to a lesser extent, Ross and Vooch. Okay. 
Well, let's move on then. We got Sacramento. We've got Brooklyn. The Kings on the road, seven-point dogs, 242 total. Uh, I've been I've been harping on this for, for the past week now. Hopefully, you guys have been following along and, and riding this wave with me from a betting standpoint. Brooklyn just you – know, betting, betting Brooklyn right now has been huge, and they're getting, amazingly, a lot less respect than I think they should be. Uh, I personally think they should still be more than seven-point favorites today. And, well, we can start with Sacramento. But the biggest thing here is not just from a betting standpoint, but from a DFS standpoint, 242 total, two teams that are going to play up in pace, and two teams who defensively, while Brooklyn's gotten a little better, they win based on their offense. Sacramento ranks dead last in defensive rating on the year. So the tricky part here is that we're still waiting on news on Harrison Barnes. He's been out for a couple games and he's got a Q tag on him still. Luckily it's at 7:30, so hopefully we know this long before lock, but we don't know yet. I have him in for right now, which really makes Sacramento look not all that appealing. De'Aaron Fox is the only guy picking up ownership. He's the only guy in double digits from Sacramento on both sites, and I largely agree with it. I think it's a little higher than I would like, 7900 on FanDuel, 8k on DraftKings. But he is, without question, the best option from Sacramento if Barnes is back. And then everybody else is just sort of mix and match 5% type guys, lineup filler at best. If Barnes is out and Daquan Jeffries is getting another start in 30-plus minutes, he's 3,800 on DraftKings. I think he'll be another pretty highly used value play uh, if we don't have any other value opening up further. I don't really think that I would have too much else from Sacramento. Bit of Bagley would be fine. Bit of Holmes would be fine. Uh, but the news for Barnes will dictate most of what you can do for Sacramento. All right. Well, if Barnes doesn't play, you have Glenn Robinson also out, which might not seem significant at all. But we saw last time, you know, he's going to get some minutes. Would Bielitsa at his price point? still be viable because he is you want to talk about one of the most volatile players no matter what type of minutes he's getting uh he went from 43 and a half fantasy points at 3800 to 14 and played 12 minutes the last time out I, I, there's no, just he didn't play the last time out he he literally got a dnp on the 21st he played on the 20th oh right 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 yeah right, he, right. he's yeah. he's donezo no matter what they're playing jabari parker now yeah, isn't that amazing too? Because he actually played a really solid game against Miami. I just, if you're not going to play Nemanja Bialica, play him so you can trade him. Right, doesn't make it's sense. It's Jabari. You don't have to free up minutes for Jabari Parker. We all know he sucks. <laughs> like, that's, it's not like they're trying to get some young guy other than Bagley at this point, minutes. So someone's well, going to want Bialica. Nemanja Bielitsa will be playing for a playoff team before or like the day after the trade deadline or be. earlier. Yes, he should be. Uh, listen, I am not a Luke Walton believer. I've said that many, many times, Josh. I think he rode the wave in Golden State with a team that would have won every game without a head coach on the sidelines. Like they could have had Draymond Green coaching this team. Maybe a bad example, but you know what I mean? They could have had anyone coaching this stuff. Yeah, and they would have won those games that year they couldn't lose they they, they couldn't lose so yeah Luke Walton got a head coaching job out of it good for him actually he's gotten two head coaching jobs out of it yeah forgot about the Lakers yeah good I mean he was that. gonna get head coaching jobs anyway because he's a legacy and an NBA player like he's, he was sure. gonna get shots one way or the other but uh it's not I looking good in Sacramento decisions it's not looking good in Sacramento 
Can you imagine how good this team would be looking if Marvin Bagley were Luka Doncic? Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah, they would be good. Well, I guess looking as good as the Sacramento Kings. They'd nah, be good. Or, I mean, as good as the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah, I, They'd be better. They'd have De'Aaron Fox. They'd have I Halliburton. Well, I, I mean, they might not have Halliburton in that scenario. They then, likely but. wouldn't have Halliburton. They'd, they'd still have Buddy Heald. That's cool, right? But sign me up for Fox, Heald, sure. Luka, Harrison Barnes, Rashawn Holmes. That's a really that's like that's a really solid starting five of young dudes and young yeah, dudes like at an, the least. They're an eighth seed. Sure, but you know what you know what you're you know what you're building to at that point in time. There's you least, start filling yeah, holes. Yeah. yeah, there's a there's a light at the end of the tunnel for sure. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, on DraftKings, Fox is getting the he, right now. With uh, Harrison Barnes projected, do we have him projected out? It looks like In. we do. So. Uh, no, out, out, sorry. Yeah, we have him out. Uh, yeah. Fox is still the only one really getting any considerable ownership. The price points on a lot of these guys are coming up as well. So let's talk about Brooklyn then with the uh, with the with the Brooklyn Nets. And yeah, we don't, he's projected out, but Harrison Barnes still could play. He's still questionable. Yeah. So keep that in mind. Kyrie Irving on DraftKings getting... Around 20, 20%, 21% ownership. And then on FanDuel, uh, where's he at on FanDuel? I lost it. Irving at 19.9, Harden okay. at 20.4. So let's start with the big two here. Yeah, uh, there's not really much to say. They're both owned about 20% of the time, and they both look like they should be owned about 20% of the time. Uh, Harden's been fantastic as of late. It really turning into like a very different role, uh, it really increasing his faci- facilitation. 11K and 10.7 on FanDuel and DraftKings are both pretty solid price tags. I like Harden quite a bit. Made my top 10 today. Um, I, I like Giannis a little bit more if I'm spending up, um, but I'm happy to get to Harden. I really like Kyrie. The big piece we need to watch in this game. So we're not really, you're not really playing anybody else from Brooklyn. Nobody else looks good, but Jeff Green is questionable and he was pretty hurt their last time out if Jeff Green can't play we might actually get some value squeezed out of the rest of Brooklyn whether that's DeAndre Jordan getting a big chunk of minutes or whoever it is that has to start playing uh, as a big man whether uh, like Norvell Powell maybe Noah Vonley Andre Roberson I don't know specifically who they end up going to but they're going to need a five if Jeff Green can't go Um, so someone's going to pick up enough minutes to become at least mildly a value play it's just you look at this game with a 242 total and instinctively you say, all right, you got to stack this game. Like, inst- yeah. Oh, instinctively for cursory look, you say this is the one we want to get to. Where would you rank this game among nine on this slate for DFS purposes? Ooh, um, not high. No, Bro- okay. Brooklyn and Sacra, like fully middle of the pack. Okay. I think that's reasonable for sure. Yeah. Uh, and then we've got Boston and Dallas. The Boston Celtics on the road are one and a half point favorites, 226 and a half total. Uh, the Celtics defense showing a little bit of improvement lately, but it, this is not the same defense that we were looking at last year. They're allowing 110 possessions, um, 110 points per 100 possessions. Uh, offensively, they're, I think, middle of the road too, Josh. Yeah, they're 15th in offense. They're, they're 11th in defense. They're in pace, they're averaging 99 possessions per 48, which is 20th in the league. They're a good team, and they've got a few guys on this team that are going to do the large majority of damage in Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and Kemba Walker. But uh, all in all, they, have, they haven't they have made for the best matchup. They don't score a lot. They don't allow a ton of points. 
uh, and then they don't play at the, the quickest pace. But we can start with them first, and then we can talk about uh, how that uh, implicates or how that how that affects the Dallas Mavericks after that. Yeah, uh, I think Boston's going like wildly underowned, uh, particularly on Fanduel, but even just as much on DraftKings. No one on Fanduel north of ten percent ownership. We've got Daniel Tice and Kemba both at like nine and a half. I think Kemba should be in about 15% of lineups. He's still only 6,600. I, I think that he's going to just knock the rust off every single time he's out there just a little bit more. I'm happy to pay up for Jason Tatum at 9,400. I think he looks even better on DraftKings at 8,900. Um, Daniel Tice has been playing bigger minutes as of late. 4,900 on FanDuel, 4,800 on DraftKings. That works. Tristan Thompson is 4,400 on DK. And just in case you haven't seen his minutes as of late, last four games for Tristan Thompson, 30 minutes, 27.4, 27.28. I don't really see why he wouldn't be getting a little bit more love at 4,400 if he can play 27 minutes today. That seems like a perfectly acceptable salary to me. So I don't mind Tristan Thompson as a value play, and I will be getting to all three of the, the big three from Boston. Who is your favorite of the big three? Uh, Kemba. So 6,600 on FanDuel, 6,400 on DraftKings. I like him even more there. He's picking up a little bit of ownership on DK, but I don't actually think it's enough. Okay. Yeah. Tyson Thompson played 26 minutes alongside each other last game. Yeah. Yeah. That's the Thompson price tag and his potential minutes look good. Uh, Do you actually have anything on, on Daniel Tice playing 39 minutes last game? That was an overtime game. Keep in mind, but he played 33 in regulation the game before that. Uh, 31 against the Pistons. He's now played 31 plus minutes in regulation in three of his last four games. The production has been underwhelming to say the least on a per minute basis for sure. But uh, I've got to ask you because of the price point. Yeah, I only gave him 29 minutes. I don't want to go too, too heavy on Tice. Otherwise, it'll start being really problematic. But I like him more than the ownership on both sides. Okay. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at too. Nothing exciting. But if you end up with some Daniel Tice, you're okay with it. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, he's one of the five guys that I think are viable today. Uh, Actually, $3,900 Robert Williams can get kind of weird on DK too. If you put a guy in the front court out there with, with that many minutes, sometimes good things can happen, you know, and and you fall fall into a couple blocks, a couple extra rebounds, maybe some offensive rebound putbacks and all of a sudden it starts to add up pretty quick. And he's a 0.88 DraftKings point per minute guy. So it's not like he's, 0.6 0.6 you know he's not pj tucker at 0.5 he can give you decent games uh how about dallas josh luka Doncic. we're still waiting on the Kristaps porzingis news which is significant he didn't play yesterday now you're on the second end of a back-to-back things could get a little bit dicey here yeah i don't know what to do here i have porzingis in for right now who knows if he's in or out and that really dictates everything that's going to be happening if Kristaps porzingis ends up out then Tim Hardaway and Maxi are going to be very popular again. Maxi rolled an ankle last night, so he's a little bit up in the air. I don't really have all that much interest in Luca. I like Porzingis a little bit on FanDuel at 7,800 if he's in, but we're just sort of speculating here. Because they're on a back-to-back, we don't really have any news on Dallas. We're not going to have it anytime soon. And so much of it relies on whether or not Chris Epps, Porzingis, or Maxi Kleber plays. Because if one or both don't or do, it changes everything. And th- there's just too many permutations right now. So I, all I can say is that I have Maxi in and I have Porzingis in. My three favorite plays on Dallas would be Porzingis, Josh Richardson, and 
I, I mean, I, it's the answer isn't Luca for me. It's probably Dorian Finney-Smith on FanDuel or something. But not that I have a problem with Luca, but I'd rather pay up for Harden. I'd rather pay up for Giannis. Do you have top plays from this game? Top plays in context to the slate? It sounds like you do. Kemba Walker. Okay. Golden State, New York Knicks. The uh, Golden State Warriors are two-and-a-half-point favorites, 220-and-a-half-point total in this one, Josh. As it stands, Stephen Curry was dealing with that illness, went from probable to questionable, so we got to pay very close attention to that. James Wiseman also hasn't played, uh, or also questionable, hasn't played since the 30th of January, almost a month, but he was a full participant in practice, so that's big there. We'll see, but as it stands right now, there are a lot of question marks still pending. And then lastly, it might not Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That seem important at all, but Kevon Looney, also questionable. So the front court might get some reinforcements today, depending on how things shake out with Wiseman and, uh, and, and Kevon Looney. As long as Steph plays, this entire team is unplayable. I wouldn't want anybody for really anything. The highest owned player on either side, FanDuel or DraftKings from Golden State, is Andrew Wiggins at 4.5%. I think that's too high. Uh, Golden State's the worst team on the slate. Don't play them at all. Are the Knicks the worst matchup in the league right now for a variety of reasons? It sure feels like it. Absolutely. They're the slowest team in the league by a mile. um, And it's not even just that. Yep. Yeah. Every, every sign is don't play people against this team. And this is no different. I won't have golden state unless Curry is out. Slowest pace, top three defense right now and bottom six offense. It is all of the ingredients for a dog shit matchup for sure. Very little interest. Now, on the other hand, you have the New York Knicks who are facing a Warriors team that plays at the second fastest pace in the entire league. Josh, Warriors, good defensive team. They actually rank just behind the New York Knicks in defense, but a massive pace boost for the New York Knicks. Does that lend value to some of these guys, whether it be Randall or Barrett, whose price continues to plummet, or maybe even some of these value guys? Yeah, we have Nerlens Noel projected for a bunch of ownership on Fandle. I don't totally agree with that, although I do think he's in play. But we've got Randall at 9%. We've got RJ Barrett at 3%. Both of those guys I have in the optimal about 12%. So I like getting to Randall. I like getting to Barrett in this pace-up spot. RJ Barrett, 5,500 on DraftKings as well. Only 4% projected ownership. So I think RJ Barrett, relative to public perception, is my favorite play coming out of the Knicks and my favorite play coming out of this game. Now, I'm not saying lock him in or anything. He's, he's not a highly frequent option, but he's 2 to 3x the field for sure for me. Okay, interesting. So is he the only one for you on the Knicks? Randall works on Fandle at 8,800, 9,300 on DraftKings. I'm not all that worried about. I can get to some Noel. We've got Derek Rose projected for ownership. We've got Reggie Bullock projected for ownership on DK. I don't really want any, either of those things. It's Barrett is a mild priority. Randall is a guy you're happy to get to just because of the way that he's been playing. But Barrett is the only guy that I would really want to focus on. I It pains me to say this, but I really like RJ Barrett today, especially if his ownership yeah. is coming in uh, as low as it is. 
he he has the upside in minutes. It's you know not guaranteed that he'll get them, but you know, 34 minutes last game, 33 minutes against the Hawks, a couple of games back. He got up 20 shots last time out. So as far as volume and minutes goes, it's there for Barrett in certain spots. He can get there. 5,500 just seems like a really good tournament option. He, what do we have, like sub 5K ownership right now on DraftKings? 3.2% on FanDuel, 37 on DraftKings. I only projected him for 30 minutes too. So if you if you want to get an idea of like how much I actually like him, he's played 34 and 33 minutes recently. If he plays 33 or 34, not only do I like him a little bit more than 3%, but I would probably end up having like 10x the field. All right. Double the third, double R the third with a super chat. Thank you, sir. He says, just a basketball question. I'll ask you, Josh. How did Danny Ainge not pull the trigger on Turner McDermott for Hayward trade? Well, I was screaming from the rooftops that they should have done it. It was one of the stupider things that I thought happened in uh, this summer. But they put more weight onto having the trade exception over the Turner and Dougie McBuckets combo. We shall we, we can't you can't judge it until we see what they do with the trade exception. This is really how it comes down. They right. they thought they could do more with that. Jury's still out. We haven't seen what they've done yet. I thought Miles Turner was the perfect fit for this team. I also think he's the perfect fit for the Pelicans. Nobody's going to get him now because the league is smartened up. There are four reasons you should be playing on no house advantage. There's probably more that I can't think of. The first one, it's a pretty awesome format that you probably haven't tried yet where you have player props and contest form peer to peer, not against the house. Very cool uh, format. The things that the props that you like the most, you put at the top, they earn you the most points. The ones that you like the least, but you have to play in your lineup, they go at the bottom, earn you the least points, less risk. Very cool. Uh, And it's tournament style GPP format. Number two, and this is where it gets very interesting. All of the projections for no house advantage props that we have, Alex Baker's projections uh, matched up against the props on the site are totally free every single day of the week at awesomeo.com. Number three, well, you get free money when you sign up and make your first deposit all the way up to $20. So you use the promo code AWESOMEO. You get a match on your first deposit up to $20. And number four, we have an optimal lineups page that is also totally free on the site at AWESOMEO.com. You don't have to be a paid subscriber or any of that to check it out. And I guess number five, Josh, would be another important one that our buddy Ben Rasa always mentions These are static props, meaning on DraftKings, on FanDuel, on any of these places, they are changing throughout the day based on where the action is. On No House Advantage, that is not the case. So you use the tools, you use the fact that they don't change, you get your deposit bonus using the promo code AWESOMEO, and you win some money. Why not? Of course. It's a no-brainer. Certainly is. Uh, Go to No House Advantage, check out the app wherever you want, and um, yeah. Download the app, sign up using the promo code AWESOMEO, get your deposit, and be sure to use all of the free tools that we have at AWESOMEO.com because, well, they're free. We have the best stuff you can get for No House Advantage. Yep. And Bar most none. people, my guess is a lot most, a lot of people playing on the site have no idea that AWESOMEO has free tools there. Agreed. So you're just benefiting greatly from that. Philadelphia and Toronto. The Sixers just can't beat Toronto in Toronto. It's It's truly remarkable. Uh, They had multiple double-digit leads last game and managed to blow both of them. But the crazy thing is, and this is something you and I have talked about a lot, Ben Simmons has proven to me now that it doesn't matter who he's facing. If he wants to score, he can score. It's it's 
If he wants to score, he can score. He had 28 points on nine for 11 shooting. The first half, he had like 20 points. And then he just decided to, to slow down in the second half. But he got to the line 14 times. So when you look at the fact that he only attempted 11 field goals, you have to factor in that now he has 27 free throws in his last two games. And he's shooting 22 for 27 from the stripe, which is way better than we've seen him do in the past. His fuel his I know one of those games Embiid was out, but just making a point here, Josh, and not even saying that you have to play Ben Simmons today, but it's something we really need to be paying close attention to. If he keeps moving at this pace, there's going to be matchups where we are going to need to play Ben Simmons with this type of aggression that we're seeing from him because he's a legit triple-double threat on top of that. Yeah, unfortunately, 9,400 on FanDuel and 9K on DraftKings is yeah, a not tough to that. Not to get to. to. Uh, two guys that I like the most here for Philly, and it's not much of a gap. It's Joel Embiid, uh, only 7% owned on FanDuel. I like that quite a bit. I'd have 2, 3X the field there. 5% owned on DraftKings, I'd have 2, 3X the field there. I like Jokic more than Embiid just on the surface, but if Embiid's not picking up any ownership, then I will happily soak it up uh, for the rest of the people. And then Seth Curry... 7% owned on, uh, or sorry, uh, 16% owned on FanDuel. He's 4K, looks like a solid value play. He's been playing north of 30 minutes, sometimes even very heavily north of 30 minutes. Just a guy that on a slate where there's not a lot of pay down options, I don't mind going there. I want to know your thoughts. Uh, Shake Milton played some significant run this last time out. I've got him in for 25 minutes at 3,900. There's a value play on DraftKings that's not really getting any love that I think probably should. Yeah, I don't have an issue with Milton. He is their clear best six, uh, their clear best reserve, and their bench really stinks. Furkan yeah. Korkmaz has been awful. Matisse Thibel is strictly a defensive player. Just that is it. He'll miss a layup if you give him the opportunity with no one within 20 feet of him. Shake Milton is, is the only guy off the bench that can really produce anything of value on a consistent basis. He didn't shoot well last time out, but he was rusty coming off a near two-week hiatus. If you're giving him that many minutes today, and again, 29 minutes last time, I think he's a perfectly reasonable play. Now, I will say, the Raptors did a good job defending Joel Embiid. He shot six for 20, but he got to the line a lot. And despite uh, an overall ineffective or inefficient game, he still had almost 55 DraftKings points, 17 rebounds against that front court. Uh, I, I think you're right that Joel Embiid – the Raptors are good at, at slowing him down, but he's gotten better at passing out of double teams. He's doing a lot to mitigate those double teams, which we talked about uh, on Sunday. Ultimately, I would say just because of low ownership, I liked him. If he was one of the more popular players on this slate, uh, I wouldn't really want to be there. No, but I do love it at 7% ownership on FanDuel yeah. and 5 on DK. That I, I want to have 15 to 20% Joel Embiid in those scenarios. Absolutely. Um, I really liked Fred Van Vliet last time out, and he got off yeah. to a brutal start. Then, late in the first quarter, he starts knocking down everything. Finished with uh, 23, 5, and 9, 49.25 DraftKing points. Not bad. His price is coming up a little bit. It's a bigger slate. I guess the question is, do we want to go back to, to Van Vliet today or anyone for Toronto, including Boucher, who was the reason that this team basically won in his performance off the bench? So we have a lot we need to unpack here. Um, one, does Kyle Lowry play today? I have him in. He is questionable. If he's back, then these guys are going to look a little bit worse than they normally do. Um, Van Vliet, I was 
cheering for him aggressively because I had a lot. When they put Ben Simmons on him at the end of that game in the fourth quarter, Van Vliet had no ability to do anything. He could not get to the hoop. It was impossible. Ben Simmons shut that down. I watched all of it. It was not fun to watch as someone who was actively cheering for Fred Van Vliet. So don't have a ton of interest in Van Vliet. I don't mind getting to Boucher at 6,500 on FanDuel. Again, this is with Kyle Lowry in. These guys will all be slightly better if Lowry ends up out, but Boucher would be the guy that I'd be looking at there. But let's have this conversation. We talked about it on the strategy show. I guess that was Sunday, right? Sunday, yep. Sunday morning. Aaron Baines played 29 and a half minutes. Uh, yep. They went bigger. Aaron Baines played a much bigger run. I gave him 24 minutes today. There is no value to be found on this slate. And at 24 minutes on DK at 3,200, I have him in the optimal lineup 15% of the time. We're projecting five. Uh, we are projecting some other people with ownership that don't deserve it. Aaron Baines, I think, does deserve it. I don't think it's crazy for him to play another 29 minutes if this is going the way that they want it to, at which point you definitely want to have him. I like Aaron Baines as a value play on DraftKings. Well, and you know what happened? Aaron Baines didn't start. Nick Nurse realized that, first of all, DeAndre Bembry stinks, man. Right? Yeah. It's, it's not good. Just shocked that he didn't make it on the Hawks when they were bad. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Baines came in after the Sixers took a huge lead in the first quarter. They were up by 14 midway through the first quarter. Uh, and then Nick Nurse said, you know what? I've got to make an adjustment. He puts Aaron Baines in uh, after Bembry gets two fouls. Uh, three and a half minutes in, but Baines played uh, a nine minute stretch and then essentially closed out the uh, first half. Then he started, this is the crazy part. He started the second half, played uh, eight minutes, played around because he sat for two minutes. He played around 10 minutes in that quarter and they, they cut that lead down from 14 to, uh, to taking the lead late in the third. I think Baines had a lot to do with helping them do that, and he closed this game out. So does Nick Nurse even start him today? I mean, he probably should, right? I think he should. I, I don't hate the idea if he starts, but I, I'm looking at those minutes and that price tag and seeing one of the better value options on the slate. Yeah, it wasn't a very good game, but he's almost minimum salary. Yeah. There's no value on the slate anywhere. Right. Anywhere. It's Saban Lee, maybe. Exactly. If, if you can give me 30 minutes from a center, I honestly don't care who you are and who you're facing. At, at minimum salary, I'll take it all day. And like I said, I have him in for 24, and he still provides value to me. So I think there's a lot of upside in those minutes. Do you like Lowry if he starts? At DraftKings, he's 7,100. I uh, like is – he's like a 5 to 7% guy for me, so mostly filler. I don't really like anything on Toronto if he's in, outside of the, the Baines value. All right, so uh, we got three to go. I am wildly impressed by our timing today, Josh. When you're good, you're good, man. We are the best <laughs> in the biz. <coughs> Excuse me. Minnesota uh, at Milwaukee, 10 and a half point dogs, 231 total. What in the world do we do with this Minnesota Timberwolves team right now? Of course, missing D'Angelo Russell for the foreseeable future. Carl Anthony Towns after his last game, 31 minutes. Hasn't really – he's played that one thirty-seven minute game, but I believe that was overtime, right? Yes. I think it was, yeah. So was. He's, he's, he's coming off a really solid game against the Knicks, 27, 15, four assists, three blocks, and a steal. Those are the type of numbers you can get from Carl Anthony Towns, but there's such massive dogs today against a good uh, Milwaukee team. He's mid-9K price point. Do you get there at all? Uh, new coach, by the way, too. Let's not forget that. Oh, yeah, that's that. right. Ryan Saunders got the kick to. 
<laughs> he muted a little too fast there. He, he never mentioned where he got kicked to. I said he got kicked. <laughs> to- Did you just do he, it again? He got kicked to. All right. So now you're just screwing with me. <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> I really do. That was pretty uh, solid though. No, it wasn't. That's just uh, embarrassing. That's pretty solid. So again, I think there are too many center options on this slate to really want to go to towns with any sort of volume. You can't prioritize him over Embiid or Jokic. Uh, the guys that I would want to get to are Malik Beasley and Anthony Edwards. I think one of those two guys can thrive today uh, as much as possible, just taking a bunch of shots. Um, I, I don't have much else to say for them. Neither are like particularly efficient. Well, Beasley is a little bit more efficient than I thought that he would be, but uh, both guys are you're hoping that the volume works out is all that I can say there. Cause they're kind of like 0.9 fantasy point per minute guys, but neither one picking up all that much ownership. I think they're both under owned a little bit. So Beasley and Edwards are the guys that I'm looking at from Minnesota. You could talk me into a little bit of Ricky Rubio, maybe a little bit of Jaden McDaniels on FanDuel at 3,800, 3,700 on DK, where he's actually the most owned Timberwolf, but I think he's too owned. So my focus, Malik Beasley, Anthony Edwards. Do you have focus on the Milwaukee Bucks? Who, hey, by the way, Chris Middleton having his first good game of the year. You've got to feel good about that. Obviously, I feel good about it. People can calm down now. He looked great. Uh, and we're going straight back to him again. I think Giannis is one of the better players on the slate. He's already getting the ownership, but I think that he should, you know, got him projected north of 60 fantasy points. He's just incredible right now. 11-3 on FanDuel, 11K on DK. The problem with Giannis is that you have to be able to find value to be able to get to him. And it means that you end up rostering Saban Lee and Zeke Naji and all sorts of other really gross stuff. But I'm going to try to do that. Uh, Chris Middleton is projected for 38% ownership on FanDuel today. Uh, he's 7,200. I think he's a fantastic play and he made my top 10, but that number is a bit higher than I would even like. And I might be the biggest Chris Middleton stand on the planet. After that, I'm good. Like it's, you know, if you get a couple shares of Brooke Lopez or DiVincenzo, I think it's okay. I don't think there's much else that you could really grab from Milwaukee outside of Giannis and Middleton. And by the way, joking about his first good game of the year. Uh, yeah. But I will say he played 11 minutes without Giannis last game. Guess what his usage rate was in those 11 minutes? 40. 55. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 he's so good. He attempted it. And, and, and he'll do that with you know, above average true shooting, but people don't think he's good. Yep. He averaged one field goal attempt per minute. So did Eric Gordon in his first six minutes last night. He was 0 for 6. (laughs) I really liked Eric Gordon yesterday too. I I mean, all the stars aligned. Even his assist rate was north of 35% with those guys off the floor in like 125 minutes. It's brutal. Houston's just been brutal, man. It's it's tough to watch. Eric Gordon had no excuse and I had I had over 20 and a half points. I thought that was a virtual lock. But yeah. not quite. Yeah. I mean, we had him projected at like 24 and a half points. It just oh boy. Makes makes a pretty easy bet until it doesn't. So it is what it is. Top options from this game, Josh? Giannis Antetokounmpo, Chris Middleton, Anthony Edwards, Malik Beasley. All right. So Portland and Denver. We got a couple to go here. By the way, you guys, m- many of you know this, but for those of you that are new to the channel, first of all, welcome. Second of all, if you want to check out everything we have at awesomeo.com, go to awesomeo.com slash join and check out every package. We got something for anyone, whether it's a weekly $395 a week express pass, an all access awesome plus platinum for the week, 
all sports, one sport, monthly, annual. It doesn't matter. We've got it all, no matter your style of play, no matter your budget. And all of the tools built by the number one ranked DFS player in the world, Osimo himself. You may know him as Alex Baker. You probably know him as Osimo, though. Uh, you've seen this at the top of many leaderboards, not just from him, but also from many, many of our subs, uh, many of our, our, our analysts, our personalities. And we've got the premium Slack chat. We have the office hours where you've got the pros coming in and, and answering your questions throughout the day. There's so many reasons to check it out. I hope you do. Go to awesomeo.com slash join to check out the awesome ownership projections, player projections, the player prop uh, or sorry, the, the top stack tool, the boom bust tool, the lineup builder, the fantasy cruncher add-on, all of that stuff, all of it at awesomeo.com. And let me see if we got any free content today, Josh. I believe we do. Yeah, look at that. NBA ownership rankings are free. PGA golfer rankings are free. And NHL player projections are free today. So dive in on that before you decide to make a decision as well. Check it out, awesomeo.com slash join. Love to have you join the community. Portland and Denver, Portland, uh, Portland Nuggets, Portland Trailblazers, seven-point dogs against the Nuggets, 231 total. Can I just say the, the, the Phoenix Suns are running teams off the floor lately and absolutely annihilated, just annihilated the Memphis Grizzlies and then followed that up with a 32-point win against Phoenix yesterday or against They're- Portland. They are really good. They are they're one really dude, good. They're one guy away from being a real big problem. They're really good, man. Yeah, Chris Paul is incredible. Isn't it nice to see him be able to? I he'll be unceremonially unceremoniously ushered out of the postseason again, but he has made this team a bottom feeder to a good squad. Now let's give them credit. Remember, they swept the bubble. Yeah, remember yeah. that they swept those eight games in the bubble. They did sweep those eight games in the bubble without Chris Ball. They had campaign being a, a, an absolute hero there. That was just Booker. And I mean, Cam Johnson looked really good. He's been playing less minutes lately, but I mean, it's really nice to have him in the back pocket. I, I really like this Phoenix team. I don't know why we're talking about Phoenix, but uh, I like them. All right. Well, yeah, just because Portland's coming off a 32 point loss last night to the Phoenix Suns, So they're playing their second of a back to back on the road. Lillard only played 29 minutes yesterday, though. What are your thoughts on him? Uh, he's fine today. I've been pretty heavy on him as of late. It's not as much so today. He's properly owned at around 10%. Uh, the guy that I want to talk about, it's the guy that I talk about a lot, Gary Trent Jr., 5,500 on FanDuel, 5,900 on DraftKings. It's not really picking up all that much ownership. That dude couldn't buy a bucket last night. I love being over the field on it because this guy likes to shoot. He took more shots than Dame last night. He just happened to be four of 18 and three of 12 from three. And I think I watched all nine of those misses. Um, If he's making some of those shots, I assume he's shooting even more in that case because he's feeling hot. He made one and immediately took like a heat check after that that didn't go. I was kind of bummed, but I'm going straight back to Gary Trent at a position that's generally kind of hard to fill. We haven't projected for 6% ownership on FanDuel. I think that number should be more like 15. Similar story on DK where he's only at 1% ownership. I'd be happy to get like 10% there. So it's Trent. It's Dame for sure. Cantor for 7K on DK looks okay. Mello for 4,500 looks okay. Anthony Simons, if you're trying to squeeze out some value, looks okay. But I like Gary Trent more than I like anybody else on Portland. Yeah, you've been pretty heavy on him lately. He just shoots a lot. I mean, he's no. playing 36 plus minutes, mid fives. Like, 
I'm just going to bet on the guy to make some shots for that particular game. I mean, he's been shooting like 40% for three, too. Yeah, 20% usage rate without Nurkic and CJ McCollum, which is an insane 0.76 DraftKings points per minute. But when those shots are getting hit, it's encouraging. Now, he's never going to get to the line, but he's going to attempt a ton of threes, double-digit three-point attempts in three straight games. So if it happens that he does start hitting them, you're going to be very satisfied with the results. I'm with you there. All right. Um, dude, what what in the world are we doing with, with Michael Porter Jr. at this point? I mean, it's it's getting to a uh, it's getting to a point where he continues to be popular and he continues to be awful. And last game he played 19 minutes. Well, he's my number one contender on FanDuel. Do what I mean? Every every, every time because of that price, it sucks you back in and then he, you know, shits all over you. Yep, 5,700 on FanDuel, 6,200 on DraftKings. I think 6,200 on DraftKings is like reasonable, but he's owned on FanDuel and he should be. He's the best play in this game overall. Um, I love Jokic at 10-5 on FanDuel today, but he's at 35% ownership. We already addressed Joel Embiid's ownership. So while I like Jokic, I just like Embiid more in GPPs. I think the disparity between those two is way too high. But Jamal Murray is the guy we need to talk about. 8,300 on FanDuel, 8,500 on DraftKings. His price is up on both sites for sure. He should not be 2% owned or 1% owned on either one of these sites. I have him showing up in the optimal on FanDuel 17% of the time, 11 on DK. I love getting to Murray. My favorite GPP play, maybe of the slate. And then we got to touch on, does Zeke Naji start again? 3,800 on FanDuel, 3,100 on DK. If he does, he's one of those unfound value plays that we have for today. Jamal Murray, I think, is the streakiest player in the entire league. Could you name Could you name another one? I'm I don't sure even we, think he's streaky. Oh, he's streaky. He's just hot and cold. Like, I don't feel like he ever goes on, other than the playoffs, I don't feel like he ever goes on, like, streaks of being the guy that we want him to be. There's just days where he has those monstrous games i think he's close to unrivaled in his sort of like straight shooting upside in the league when he gets going but so do i i don't feel like i go through like peaks and valleys with him i always want him he just generally oh, is terrible for six days and great for one i mean like he had a stretch here 31 33 22 and 20 with 11 points in one eight in the other and now he's on a stretch where he's just you know crushing every single I I find him as such a streaky player in that he can give you the tournament win or he can just completely tank your lineup so I'm I'm with you there I understand what you're saying I just I don't feel like I ever get a streak out of him fair enough negatively I do anyway I like him today yeah and I I think I like Jokic a little bit more than you do I'm I'm almost I think I'm okay with that ownership it's a lot, but man, going up against Innis Cantor and this Portland front court, I'm just not sure they have any personnel that they can throw at him to even remotely contain uh, uh, Nikola Jokic around the basket or anywhere on the court. Do you prefer him to Embiid, though? Yeah. E- even with that ownership? I think so, yeah. Jokic at 23 on DK, and what was Embiid? Five? Seven. Sounds yeah, crazy. I- I, I can't. I, I don't think the gap between those two are is that far apart. Uh, like, for example, I have Jokic in the optimal on DK 12.4% of the time. I have Embiid at 10.3. I can't have them 4-1 to one in ownership. To me, that's just insane. I get what you're saying, 100%. Normally, I'd agree with you on those. 
Like, I think Jokic is the best center play today, but not if he's twice as owned as he should be. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll see what happens. Yeah. I like this Denver team, especially if Najee plays. I like that whole starting lineup. Really? Yeah. Okay. He's minimum salary as well, so. Uh, Let me pump the brakes. Uh, I don't love Will Barton. He's picking up ownership, but I understand why you would play him. I never like Will Barton. Najee is going to be one of these guys that essentially you need him to give you 30 minutes to get even remotely close to anywhere you need to go. But I don't think he's going to start, but I I'm kind of giving him those minutes now. And Portland just makes for a pretty good matchup. So top options from this game on either side, Josh, and then we'll close it out with Washington and the Clippers. Michael Porter Jr. on FanDuel, Zeke Naji if he starts on DraftKings. Jokic looks fantastic. Jamal Murray looks fantastic. I like Gary Trent quite a bit. All right. Hit that thumbs up one more time, guys, for us before we head out. Closing this last game, Washington and the L.A. Clippers. The Wizards, how about that overtime win against the Lakers? How many times do we have to say it? Lakers without Anthony Davis. <laughs> They're just not very good without Anthony Davis. Washington. I also don't think they care at all about the regular season, nor should they. I don't think they do either. And and I don't think they should, but they are, it's not like they're not trying to win. So, you know, I I just think the Anthony David, LeBron James is still the greatest in the world. But the, 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 the thing for me though, is outside of LeBron James and Anthony Davis, who else on this team do you look at and go, okay, he can really step up and take them to the next level when Anthony Davis is out. Who? Well, it also doesn't help. That, no Schroeder either. That, that, that is a big loss. That, is, that does yeah, thin the herd out a little bit. No, yeah, it doesn't help. But even when no. Schroeder was in, they weren't playing well without Davis. Montrose Harrell was solid last night. I shouted him out as a uh, potential Super Draft lineup winner, and I think that he might have actually been in the winning lineup for Super Draft. That's kind of fun. I like Montrose Harrell. I just don't think he really moves the needle much. That's all. I think he does in the regular season. Yeah. When you're trotting out Montrez Harrell against whatever it is that the Wizards are trotting out there, I think you could be fine. But you don't want him out there, you know. Well, he just won't be out there during the Western Conference Finals and the Finals. He's just going to be unplayable. Wizards still in the uh, Staples Center today going Lakers, and then the next day they've got the Clippers. They're not getting a lot of ownership at all right now. I think justifiably so. They're massive dogs on the second leg of a back-to-back I'll throw it to you here. I guess Westbrook on FanDuel is the only one getting anything north of 10% on either site. Yep, and he's the only guy that should. He's the only guy that I have north of 10% on either site from the Wizards or the Clippers. I, if you want to play some Kawhi Leonard, I think it's okay. Maybe $4,800 Nick Batum. Otherwise, I think the Clippers are terrible. And if you get to Russ on FanDuel, I think that's reasonable. I think he's overowned. A little bit of Bradley Beal, 9800 and 9500 sure. Otherwise... This is not much of a late night hammer unless they built that hammer out of cotton because I will not have much, if at all, of Washington and L.A. I wouldn't build a hammer out of cotton any day of the week. I know, but if you did, it would be this late night hammer. It would be this game. Okay, the late night cotton hammer. Yeah. So It's just, there's like a 60% chance that no one is in the optimal lineup from this game. And at best, it's one. I just, I, I could not be less interested. So Clippers, too, just nothing, huh? No. Uh, Kawhi Leonard at 7.4% is the highest-owned guy, and that's exactly where I have him in my sims. I'm just not interested at all. All right. Well, that's a pretty easy way to close this slate out. Right around the hour mark. Not bad for nine games. And we we can usually take it a little bit further than that. But as always, we appreciate you guys hanging out. 
Stick around throughout the day. We've got a ton of stuff coming up, as we always do. At uh, 2 o'clock, we've got the PJ Strategy Show, Ben Rossa, Tim Frank. At 3 o'clock, NHL Strategy Show, the daily game plan for all of you premium subs with uh, Sean's on at 3 p.m. as well. Thanks. And then the tip-off starting at 4 p.m., deeper dive, live before live, and then the NBA late slate swap and sweat at 9 p.m. Eastern with Spags and Greg Ehrenberg. No place you need to be other than Osimo on the YouTube channel. We'll see you back here next time. This has been the Strategy Show presented by No House Advantage. <laughs>